Hey everybody, my name is Metal Music Man. And I am Professor Lex. And it is a Friday, whatever date, teenth it is. The, t- the tenth, 410, uh, Final Fantasy 7 day. Happy Final Fantasy oh, 7 Oh, today was day, the everybody. day. Today's the release day. Right. Go down to your local GameStop and plead with them through the iron bars to pass you a copy <laughs> of Final Fantasy 7. That's, if you, oh, okay. Press uh, your face <laughs> up against the glass and make yeah. fart noises <laughs> on it to alert them. No, they're, they're in there and they want you to call them rather than like tear the door open or whatever. But um, you, the the strategy is you go in, you call the phone number, you pass them your card, they take your card in a plastic baggie and then they they run your card for you and then they come out with your game and your card and then they, they turn the bag inside out to hand it to you. Totally safe totally totally contained why would you not just buy the damn game digitally why would you do any of that why would you just buy digitally i had had the what is wrong with you pre-ordered why are you (laughs) an art book and a soundtrack and a tiny it's a shinra membership card why are you 80 years old i'm not why are you why are you supporting (laughs) these archaic stupid things that have no need to exist just buy it digitally you wouldn't need to fuck with any of that what is wrong with you stop stop well that's that's now the third game i've bought physically during uh, covid since since covid yeah oh my goodness all right well anyway uh this is a podcast yeah i have cat hair on my drink i have have cat hair on Um, my speakers but you're not coming through my speakers so well i (laughs) Yes, usually I come from my <laughs> penis. Um, but uh, so, ah. hey, uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're getting off to a strong start. We're getting yeah, we're, we're getting getting into the sex butts right away. But actually, not because what we're going to talk about first, psych. Um, psych um, we're going to talk about first is not my penis. It is video games, and uh, so we're going to be back on the video games train a bit, and specifically. Pardon me, I gotta gotta get the drinks in. Uh, specifically, um, well, I guess we'll we'll initiate with Bioshock, which you recently recommended that I play. I, I did did play. I would say I binged the shit out of it. The whole game, yeah. You you finished it. Yeah, in three let's plays, two of them are two hours, and one of them is six hours. Six. Yeah. So <laughs> so ten hours, I, pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the game comes in on like how long to beat it, like twelve hours or something like that. I, I'm supposed to be playing it with uh, Jeff and Susie, but covid oh okay that was the thing yeah. you were going to do anyway yeah gotcha um so yeah you had me play that um so we'll we'll kind of start with that um and um well i don't know i'm i'm not going to assume everyone who listens to this podcast um all million of them after our oh yes we have hit, blown up now our that hit episode yeah now that we talked about vor <laughs> how many times do we have to talk about vor or like for how long an episode do we have to talk about vor to maintain our viewership i think the challenge is that we have to keep hopscotching to new topics that are as edgy and funny and stupid and also vaguely sexy as vor so okay. we got to come up every time you know we've got to have like a just we basically just need to we need to get a dartboard of fetishes and just throw it at <laughs> Wheel of fetishes, turn, turn, turn. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us the viewers that we can earn. Um, So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't have one in line, but um, no, you're fine. We'll we'll get to that. I'm sure it'll come up. But uh, so yeah, so Bioshock is a game um that has been recommended to me by many people. So I don't want uh, not just me. It was also Fear Factory. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Good, that's good. You shouldn't. Well, yeah. yeah, but also like almost every friend I ever had in high school, we were all, um, and uh, we were all like PC gamer nerds, and like I think they all played it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the PC just game about everyone has. will be relevant uh, uh, coming up later, just as a spoiler. Um, as, as, as a spoiler, beware of. To, to, our, to our dear audience, not to yeah. me, right? Okay. No, to both. Yeah. To oh, okay. Both. Uh, as part of your education. Um, for <laughs> my, my formal training, my finishing school, as or, it were. Yeah, we need yeah. to lift the veil of your ignorance at some point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, the real goal of this podcast is like, this will be the first podcast that I actually make you angry. We'll see what that looks like. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what that looks like. I've never seen that monster before. I hate it's to a, disappoint you. A, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, uh, so anyway, yeah, it's a good game according to everyone. Yes, and, literally uh, everyone. Yeah, uh, and I, okay, so well, you know, no surprise. I, I I didn't think it was that great, um, but I I did enjoy it. So so for starters, I fully understand that I am a a very hypercritical asshole of, of a very specific breed. Um, yes, but this is also why I'm an excellent person to recommend media to someone. And so I think before we do the deep dive into it, so that anyone who uh, does understand how much of an asshole I am or doesn't understand how much of an asshole I'm not, based on how much I'm going to get into this, depending on what what end of that you end up on. It's a huge hypothetical. Yeah, I I do think it's a good game. So I'm not like, no part of this is like me being like, this good. game is dog shit. It is a good video game. It yes. is not a great video game, in my opinion. And that's and that's where my that's where my my entire argument is is going to basically be going because okay. I I had I had fun playing it. Fun things happened. Ha, you fool. It did. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed playing it. It wasn't. I, I didn't love it. Is kind of yeah, and that's okay. I, and, I didn't need for you to love it. Well, but but I think most people do love it, and and um, yes, and yes, you'll find that you're in the minority. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me or encourage me to think that I'm wrong. Uh, no, or that no anyone else that is less wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so it so yeah, I had played I had played Infinite before I played the original, um, which is you know a crime against God, and I get that. Um, I did the same thing. I didn't also end up, send. Yeah, I didn't end up feeling really any different about the original at all other than that it was better than infinite it, it was certainly a better video game um but i think it had all of the exact same problems and i think it had well i, I guess that's all there's to say is that it had the exact same problems and those problems are to me that um they're, they're just very style over substance and i definitely do enjoy things that are style over substance who doesn't i'm not going to pretend like i didn't enjoy uh the first kingsman movie which is, is great it was fantastic it's, it's fucking it's one of, yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> i, I agree like well you'd ha- you'd be an insane person but you would also yes. be crazy to recommend kingsman as this like amazing must-see movie because of like the plot or something um i don't feel and this is a hyperbolic example you know yeah, bioshock yeah. is not kingsman no, but that is in yeah that but that is in the realm of how i feel about bioshock if that makes okay. sense um, no, no, no. Having played it and, and the and the the sequel because it like well in the third one because it it has cool stuff in it it has good stuff in it um, the atmosphere is amazing the art direction is fantastic um, the music is fun um, the combat is fun when it's not shoving it down your throat too much which is kind of a problem of FPSs in general depending on um, what you're looking at so that's all I, I don't weight that too heavily against it but it also just didn't it'd be like if I recommended. Um, 
I feel like it's when someone like recommends some book that really isn't as amazing as it's made out to be. Like, I don't know, Lord of the Rings, where where you're trying to make enemies. That's that's the goal of this podcast. All I have right? is enemies. Okay. All I have is enemies when it comes to my, <laughs> me being a critic of things. Um, I really like the Lord of the Rings movies. I read The Hobbit, and I think I started to read like half of one of the the, the, the books of Lord of the Rings. And my point is, yeah, there's one thing saying. Lord of the Rings are amazing There's because there's all this good stuff in it. And there is good stuff in it. But then on the other hand, you hand someone the book and there's just like 10 chapters about Fatty Lumpkin singing <laughs> about how fat his horse is or whatever. And it's like, and it's like, oh, that Fatty Lumpkin. And it's a poem. And you're just like, what the fuck am I reading? There's a lot of, there's a lot of fat. And I think people don't, um, oh, they don't okay. see the forest for the trees with regards to their stuff like that. Um, and it's okay. something I, I always try to do because I think it's important to pull those things out. So I'll, I'll let you get a word in here uh, since it seems like you might have one or don't you? And I should, Oh no, not, not oh, with specific regard. It's okay. been a minute since I've read about fatty Lumpkin and the, mm. the fatty Lumpkin poem. So like, I, I remember the Hobbit was good, but uh, I did not enjoy the, the books, the, the books proper as much just because they were a little bit more stiff. They were fine. Yeah. And I haven't uh, read, I haven't yeah. read all of them, but like I said, I, I, I did do the Hobbit and I got at some point I did read like a chunk of Lord of the Rings. Sure. Um, early, early, like, you know, and, and it just it was hard to get into it because it, it did have, I think, a lot of problems in terms of how it was written. It, that doesn't mean there's not good stuff in it. Doesn't mean I denounce the whole thing or say that there's no value in it. Um, that's how I feel about Bioshock. And I think um I think the reason for you specifically um that that might be a thing, uh, this is my theory, is that you don't know a goddamn thing about first person shooters <laughs> because you're a well, console okay. peasant. <laughs> You're a console I, peasant. I right? have relatively little experience with first-person shooters. Yes, I am a console peasant. Mm. My PC can just about run Discord, um, so that we're good. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that said, like I've, I've played the Halo games. I've played um, uh, what's it called, Bioshock on console. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't think that my enjoyment of it is so much a factor of how many first-person shooters I've played, but rather like. I think I had a different, I think I engaged with the story differently than you did. And that we are able to have such wildly different experiences of the story, I think might suggest some, some flaw, some underlying flaw somewhere, because if it were really, you know, like if Bioshock were just the truth, then of course we would both feel the same way about it. Mm, maybe, but I also think I'm going to disagree. And obviously um, I can't know your own brain, but I think I do. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> but I play Ganondorf, I, so I know everything. Yeah, but I know everything because I play Ganondorf. Um, I think um, I think the the issue actually does have to do with what you've played, um, and that doesn't denounce that Bioshock is good or that there are things to have enjoyed in it. But I think it was easier for you to get sucked in and be enamored because you aren't as familiar with the genre. That is my assumption because I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to fire off some names here. Tell me if okay. you played any of these games. Um, Half Life One, Half Life Two, no, no. Crisis, any of the Crisis no. sequels, Max Payne None. Two, nope. Three, nope. Borderlands Two. Uh, yes. Okay, so that's console port one. Uh, Mirror's yeah. Edge. Uh, no, uh, I I get motion sick. I'm afraid to play Mirror's Edge. Interesting. Uh, what about yeah. Fear? Do you ever play Fear? Nope. Okay, so these are all like pretty hallmark PC shooters. Um, Borderlands has crossover on on console. Um, I think they did port Crisis, Half Life. Yes. Um, and Max Payne, but they were 
a lot less pushed in the console market, if my memory serves right. Um, YouTube audience, collect, uh, correct me in the comments, I guess, if that's wrong. But going from my memory, I believe those games were just not pushed particularly on console. I believe Bioshock was pretty heavily like a a big title, quote-unquote. Sure. Um, I think it was ported with more love and affection, you know? Okay. Um, I think it was one that had, like, push behind it. I think that's why... It, it has more presence in the non-PC market. And one of the things that I think you you might be missing is the entire, um, I think, the, yeah, the entire history of the genre and how that works. It'd be sort of like if I told you right now that I had never played a fighting game before and I had just started playing, we'll say, Grand Blue Versus because that's like a new game or something. And I was okay. like, damn, this is such a good game. It's amazing. And then you played it and you were like, this is a good game. I like this game, but it is absurd for you to tell me that this is like one of the best games of all time because okay. because it, 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 it it's it's a well done generic game within the genre. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you know, and it is a very well done game and I like Grand Blue. We know this. Does that does that an- analogy make sense? It does. I'm I'm still hung up on. I don't know that it's necessarily the genre that is causing this this dissonance. Interesting. Yeah. Why do you I, think I don't. That? Uh, I don't know that there's anything unique to the first-person shooter genre, aside from the fact that occasionally it makes me a little carsick. We can agree on the general lack of uniqueness. That's actually an, a direction I was going to go. Oh, um, okay. So I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with you. You're two steps ahead of me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did th- think this out briefly because it's an interesting topic um, for me to pick your brain on. So this is where you're a, you're a test subject this stream. So good times. Okay. Um, I I think FPS in general is a pretty, yeah, it's pretty generic. You find the thing, you shoot the thing, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and I think I think that lack, I I do think that is part of the reason that Bioshock can have that appeal because it it's sort of, well, a because it was more pushed on console than I think some of the other games were. So you're gonna find the just general mechanics to be, um. I think more interesting, they, they try to flare it up with the, the weird powers and stuff. I think that's something they try to do to, it's, it's a, a gimmick. It's a good gimmick, but it's a yeah. gimmick. Okay. Um, and then they do push the atmosphere really heavily, which then helps you kind of get involved. And if you're, yes. if you're, if you're taken aback by the craziness of the environment, the fact that you haven't played that many shooters, the fact that it is kind of this unique thing in terms of the art and the enemies that are attacking you. And then that you've got this other unique system where you can cast spells or whatever the fuck you want to call the powers. Um, I think that all is a really nice package. I guess what I'm saying is I do think it's a very well-made package. Uh, okay. Like, it, it, I think I think as an, um, you know, it, it, it's a really nice bicycle. But it's not a bicycle that was built in a way that makes me think it's the best bicycle I've ever seen or that it really revolutionizes anything. It's just some people that looked at how bicycles are made. And they were like, here's a decent way to make a very solid bicycle at a good price point that's available to everybody and everybody can have fun riding. And it's like, yeah, that's a really good bicycle. It's not a bicycle that changes the world or blows my mind or makes me think this is one of the best bicycles I've ever seen in my entire life. I look at it and I respect it thing like, yeah, it's a pretty solid bicycle. You know? Okay. And, and I think if you've never ridden, a, a, I don't know, I don't know where, where my bicycle analogy goes. I, but, yeah, I'm but, no bike man. <laughs> but, you know, if you've never ridden an amazing bicycle of some kind, or I don't know what the fuck. But, but, but yeah, like, I feel like it'd be easy to think a generically solid, decent bicycle is like this amazing thing. So <clears throat> I think having not played 
I guess, okay, I'm going to give you a point to jump in here because I'm going to go down a long list of video games now and explain things to you about what's oh, wow. good and bad about them. Okay. I made, I made a brief I made a brief bullet point list if, if you're interested in hearing oh, any of it. Oh, jeez. Did you yeah. do it in like notepad? Or? Yes, I have a shitty notepad over here to my right. I'm that, so proud of you. Put okay. <laughs> this is the most prepared I've ever been for one of yeah, our podcasts. Yeah, and you, and you streamed six hours of a game today. You know, I so. had a lot of thoughts while I was doing it. Here's the thing. When you give me something, Lex, I have a lot of thoughts about it. Man, <laughs> This Boy, have I got do. a game for you. <laughs> this is why people do and don't like talking to me about these things. You know, okay. I am, I'm, I am I'm here for it. <laughs> infinitely interesting and intolerable at the same time, depending. I, I know what I signed up for. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going to go down. Are you, are you, you're yeah, still, yeah, go okay, for it. Cool. Go for it. I'm making sure I'm not keeping you out too much. So, okay. So I think with, I'll start with like Half-Life because that is, I think if you picked a single story-based shooter single player well not even, i don't yeah. know if we'd say story-based even i guess i guess just single player single, yeah i guess i guess i guess we'll say story-based i think if you picked a single story-based shooter um that was like the one <clears throat> if you said anything other than half-life um you should be murdered probably i'm trying to think really hard i, I had thought sure you're all wrong. portal i i bought portal the other day for ten dollars on steam because you said awesome. that i should play a game you should Portal's yeah. great. Uh, it's on the Half-Life 2 engine. Um, it, it's not on my list of great greats. It's too, I think it's a little, well, it's a little too new and also different, but it is, it is a great game. So, I mean, and it is technically a shooter. So It I'll is add, a shooter. It's I'll add Portal to the list. Yeah, it it makes Portal list. It's yeah. technically an FPS. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, I mean, it, it's literally an FPS. It's just, yes. it's, it's, um, well, it's, it's, it's a big gimmick too, obviously. Yes, um, it's exclusively a gimmick. Uh, they did yeah. shooting people in a different way because yeah. there are people so much to shoot. Yeah, exactly. And it does really well for that, but I, I kind of left it out of my thoughts because it is so different in that regard. I don't know that it's... Yeah, anyway. So Half-Life 1, I think, is not a game that I would say can hold up fully. Um, it's not a game that I would recommend to someone who hadn't already played it to the degree of saying, oh my God, it's one of the best games ever. You must play it because blah. Um, and considering those kinds of recommendations that I've gotten relentlessly about the original Bioshock, again, okay. from other people, not just you, um, I think were Bioshock my half-life, I would exercise a lot more reserve than the Bioshock fan boys and girls did. Um, I will also say Bioshock, having played it, I think it does age a lot better than Half-Life 1. It's also a lot newer game. So that it's, helps. I think a lot of that is that, it, and I think you had confessed earlier that there's a lot of style in that game. You said over substance, but I think to a certain degree, the substance is the style for uh, the Bioshock. The style like, is the substance, you mean? Yes, same. It's, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because like so much of the game is the ambiance and, and the music and, and all of that uh, wrapped in. And I think a lot of that makes it uh, stand up to the test of time. Because no one's really going to complain so much about the graphics because everyone looks kind of weird anyway. Well, that's okay. I guess I'll, I'll throw you that bone, but I don't think this, if the style can be the substance. That mm -hmm. That's pretty fair. I mean, I do think it's really well done. I don't think the style can be in the narrative. And the narrative is pretty dog shit. It's dog shit. It's like actually bad. Like not this, good. That's like, just wild. No. <laughs> like and I'm talking I, about, I'm not talking about like the fact that there's a guy who made an island. I don't mean that, but I mean like the, the progression no. of this, the story, the things that happen, the quote unquote reveal. I don't want to spoil it too, too much at this point. Um, but like, it's not, I guess, spoiler alert. If you haven't played Bioshock, I'm sure some will come up now that I've said that we can get into it yeah. later, but it's not 
it's just not it's not good writing it's not a good narrative like i did i was not invested in most of the characters at all i i um and, I, and you also by your own admission didn't go through a lot of the audio logs right i mean i went through like at least some of them you heard i went through and, at least okay i would say the first half of the game i feel like i went through 90 percent of them and then at about the halfway point of the game i started going through a lot less maybe maybe 50 or so percent of them maybe a little sure. less or more depending on the area. Um, mostly because I felt like the game did not incentivize me to listen to them. It was like you'd pick up an audio log and then you'd get bombarded by 10 bad guys. And it's like this audio logs playing while all these guys are attacking you. I can't pay attention to that. So I, this, and this is why I think it's, it's not, it's not good storytelling. This is why I criticize that aspect of it so much. It, it offloads so much of its story into secondary books and shit, which is not inherently bad. Like games like, the Elder Scrolls or Pillars of Eternity. Lots of games do that where they've got a book that you need to spend time to read later to get extra supplemental story. But too much of the core story was in those books, A. And B, and this is much more important, it was difficult to focus on those books or find time to listen to them based on how much of the game was throwing shit at me when I picked those books up. It, I didn't have that problem. Okay. I don't know how. <laughs> I honestly yeah. don't know how. Because I would go into a room, I would pick up an audio log... And it would start playing and then like fucking splicers would show up and I'd just be like, I'm not I can't I have to fight splicers. I'm not I can't listen to this right now. I have to wonder if on console uh, they drowned out all of the the game noises to play the audio log over the top. I'm going to have to go and check because I, I think I've got the, the Bioshock collection. I'm, I'm going to see if the uh, the audio gets played over the top, because if that's the case, then I I can mentally I mean, separate did, what, I'm what I'm hearing and what I'm doing. It, I mean, it could, it's entirely possible that you're just a lot better at multitasking. I am Maybe. dog shit at multitasking. Super, super bad at it. Um, I still think that's a problem. I don't think me being bad at multitasking makes that not a problem. It might make no, it because... less of a problem than I make it out to be. That's fair. You know, whatever, You'd want to accommodate for people who are bad at that. It is a problem. Yes, it is a problem okay. with the way that it tells the story. Uh, I think a, a big one. Um, so back to Half-Life 1. There really isn't much of a story in Half-Life 1. Um, but I think the reason, um, besides just the fact that it's the classic first good thing that has a story, the story is you are Gordon Freeman. You are a silent protagonist. He is the original silent protagonist. Like, probably even more so than, like, Link. Because, um... Link's Link not has not been saying things for years. That's true, but Link had a body. <laughs> okay. Gordon did Freeman. Gordon, I mean, did, he, he did, but you never, you never saw it. You saw it on okay. the game box. It was on the game box, and but and all you, you ever saw was like the crowbar. Were, that was it. Yeah. He was literally just a crowbar. Like there was no, <laughs> there, there was no like, no dialogue. No, he didn't. You know, he didn't even go ha or huh. He made no sounds. Oh wow! Like nothing. Totally sound. Completely, Neat. absolutely no sounds whatsoever. Um, anyway, so, but, uh, there was a lot less story in Half-Life 1, and again, Half-Life 1 is an even older game, um, and, mm -hmm. and, and Bioshock takes a lot from Half-Life, I will say, also, um, I'd lot. imagine it would have to. Shooters tend to take a lot from Half-Life if they're single-player shooters, because it's Half-Life, so on the one hand, sure, but specifically, Bioshock feels, to me... Like, way more than every other game I'm about to go down in this list. Bioshock oh, sure. is very much like Half-Life in terms of the way it it frames um, scenery. It, it kind of, the way it puts you in, like, a room. And, set pieces? Yeah. Arranging set pieces? Yeah, 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 yeah. The way it puts you in the room, 
the the emphasis on kind of crawling around in this creepy environment, popping out, things occur. There are things you can just like fight and deal with. Other times it'll like show you like a little a little uh, vignette of something, and other time I don't know it, the way it. Uh, hmm. It's hard for me to. I don't really have all the words for it, but I I think stylistically as I played it, it was it was so similar um, to Half Life in presentation. Yeah, the, the way that they show you the set pieces and move yeah, from set the way the game unfolds, and... the way they use your silent silent protagonist in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, like okay, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but if I'm looking at like Crisis or Max Payne or something, you're a real character in those games. You talk to other characters, people know your name, you know, Mm -hmm. and that changes kind of entirely how it presents. I mean, all these games are shooters. So sure, you go in a room, there are bad guys to kill. You go in a room, you can or can't interact with it. That change that fine. But the yeah, the 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 silent protagonist aspect and the um I don't know, I'm a guy in a crazy situation that doesn't make sense, and other people all know about what the situation is, but I don't, and I'm learning about it. That okay. all kind of goes into that silent protagonist stereotype, um, okay. which is Half-Life. It is literally just Half-Life. Like, there is no other game that was like that, really. I mean, there's, <clears throat> you know, you could say, like, Doom, but Doom doesn't really have a plot. That's earlier. There mechanical. are demons. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then John was a zombie. That's all. Um. So, so anyway, Half-Life 1, though, I mean, I guess to, uh, this is, uh, man, this is even for me going on longer than I expected, but Half-Life Sorry. 1 was remade <laughs> as um, a mod called Black Mesa, which is what the Let's Play that I have done for years. I told you about, I get really, really blasted, and I play it for like an hour before I just, like, die. It's very <laughs> funny. People seem to like it. Um, I haven't done an entry in it in shit probably at least a year at this point. Um, I usually play it, like, once or twice a year at most, if not once every two years, depending um, but it's this. You it's, said it's been three years going, right? It's or longer. No, longer probably. Wow. Yeah, I don't okay. know what I said, but it's it's been. I started it in like two apartments ago. Um, oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while. Um, but it's not it's not a game that the narrative is not good enough that I want to drive to it. But more importantly, the way that I record that this isn't really to the point of this, but just to get it out of the way, I record it differently. Um, I don't do a webcam. I make sure to like talk a lot while I'm doing it. So I, mm-hmm. I, I guess what I'm saying is I put effort into creating that content. Like I have a set of rules. It has to be dark out, so I'm scared. I have to be drunk. All the lights have to be off. I have to have no have webcam. I have to be drunk and scared. Um, I have to have all the lights off. And 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 it's because there's no webcam and because I'm not just doing it off the cuff. I, I try to like focus on interacting and and narrating what's happening and stuff like that. So it's a different product. I guess is what I'm getting. Sure, at. sure. That has nothing to do with the game itself. For the game itself, um, Black Mesa, even though it is a really great redo it puts it on the half-life 2 engine it's this mod team that redid the whole thing they put it on the half-life 2 engine it doesn't really affect the game um in terms of the way it ages overall other than the graphics being better right which is great and there's a better physics engine and that's kind of neat but it's still not a game that i would point out like that half-life 2 i think this is kind of why i want to put that in there half-life 2 suffers from the same problem and i would say probably still ages worse than bioshock overall if i'm being fair um I still think it's the better game, um, even aging considered. Half-Life 2, you're saying, is better than Bioshock? I think so. Um, okay. And I think the reason for that is because Bioshock, although it it seems to have held up extremely well, and it seems to, and again, maybe that's just the remaster, that's hard to say, but it did, it, it did hold up well. Um, Bioshock does a personal cardinal sin of mine, where it does like it sets things up that it doesn't earn 
Uh, we've talked about this with like the horror mystery thriller genre a lot. That's okay. how I feel about a lot of the aspects in Bioshock. There were multiple times where like, I don't know, after, uh, here comes the spoiler mute pause, um, where after you find out Atlas is the bad guy, um, there's like points where then he's being uh, Fontaine, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh man, I fuck, like there's this line where he's like, I fucking, I made you fucking so sad for my family, boo hoo hoo. And he's like mocking you. And it reminded me instantly in that moment of you talking about um, Stephen Moffat or whatever his name is and how he just jacks off himself <laughs> okay. in front of the audience about how great he is. And I was just, I was so, I was annoyed. I was like, no, you didn't. That's not what happened. I didn't feel that. This is obnoxious. Like, oh, look at how great our twist was. Blah, blah, blah. Half-Life doesn't do any of that is kind of where I'm going with that game specifically. Half-Life does not, it doesn't attempt to do those things. Um, it, it has some little twists. Things do occur. Um, Half-Life 2 specifically. Uh -huh. Things things do occur that are kind of surprising, but it, it doesn't attempt for that. And, and And because it doesn't attempt for that, I'm never caught in the feeling of being annoyed at the game jacking itself off to its own greatness. The game is okay. the game is humble. The game knows what it's doing and and if if you're going to be not humble, you better fucking earn it. And if you don't, that's like negative 20% for me. Like just okay. flat on it by itself. Uh on that um the You're saying that it isn't earned the 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 masturbation that you witnessed from Fontaine, right? Yes. I I would make the case maybe that you should separate Fontaine's masturbation from Ken Levine's masturbation. I don't think that was Ken jerking off in front of you. I think that was Fontaine having his villainous dialogue or monologue, I guess. I think they're talking. inextricable because that villainous monologue doesn't work narratively since they didn't earn the setup for it by convincing me to have the emotion think, that they assumed that I did. Okay, so I, I think uh, to an extent he had to do it just to make it abundantly clear to anyone who just, say, for example, didn't hear all of the audio logs, mm. what was going on. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it might have been to your benefit because, like, the... Uh, you, you remember you walked into the room that had Would You Kindly written on the, the cork yeah. board? And... Uh, you played an audio log and it was about this girl who was like, oh man, I fucking love my dog. Yep. And the guy's like, would you please, uh, could you break your dog's yep. neck? He's like, no, I would never do that. And he says, but would you kindly though? And you were like, yep. wow. You said, quote, wow, I guess this guy breaks dog's necks. And then you left. Yep. When I, when I played the game, when Jen played the game, we were like, oh shit. All those times that uh, Atlas was saying, would you kindly? I get it. I mean, this it made sense five seconds yeah. later. Um, yeah, no, no because, but this is, this is, yeah. this is an excellent point because, because I did understand it, but it still oh, doesn't. I'm not saying that you didn't understand it. I'm saying that you understood it after. So that's why he had to say, ah, ha, ha, I'm so fucking smart. No, no, that's a totally different part. No, it's not. I, I don't agree with that at all. Okay. That's a totally different. That's like, that's like two hours later that he was saying that I was in like I, another you know, room. I, I clipped in and out. I, yeah, I yeah, that's, that's okay. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. You got shit to do. Um, no, but I don't think that's, uh, it's not like, I don't mean it in that moment. If it was in that moment, that would have been better. If anything, it was like later I was in some other room and then he was just doing that. And I was like, why are you doing this again? Um, no, but I think, well, I think this is something that every time these twisty things come up for me that just like it, 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 it I guess I just perceive them differently than other people. I don't, Probably. I don't hate every twist I've ever seen. I, you know, I like, um, unbreakable quite a bit. 
I Unbreakable's like, good. Yeah, I like the village quite a bit. Hated um, the village. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't hate every twist I've ever seen. So just to get that out of the way, but I hate a lot of twists, and it's because they they usually just don't. I guess it's because it seems like other humans are more swayed by the fact that there was a twist and they're enamored by the twist itself. And to me, Mm. the twist itself is the most meaningless thing ever. The only thing that matters is what they set up before the twist and how the twist affects things like in the story going forward, how it affects the characters, how it changes things, what the reactions are. Um, Those are the only things that matter to me. I don't care about the, the, the twist itself at all. Okay, so uh, I've I've talked to you about it before, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the stream. Uh, I read a lot of uh, detective fiction, specifically uh, they call it uh, orthodox detective fiction from the golden age. That's your Agatha Christie. Oh yes, yes, Ronald I know where Box. you're going, but tell all yes. of our dear viewers. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Ronald Box uh, is uh, he was a uh, an author and like a priest or whatever, but most importantly, he was a detective fiction author, and he wrote what he called the uh, the Decalogue, which was a list of ten rules, which were like fair engagement for the game that is a detective novel because ultimately you're you're saying someone has killed somebody in a way please dear viewer find out who that is before i tell you and and the decalogue's whole point was to make it like fair so that mm-hmm. it so that you're you're supposed to be able to guess it and ideally you don't mm-hmm. right it, it, otherwise it's not a good puzzle it, just in general and and i think a lot of that is still, and I think that that is the same merit in video games with twists or in movies with twists. Anytime there's a twist, if you can't see the twist coming, if it's not possible for you to figure it out before they tell you, then it's a bad twist. Because it's not about just what random direction the story's going to go off in. It's about that game that we were playing about mm-hmm. following the plot thread to its natural conclusion. And to so, that end... To yeah, be clear, ahead. that example i agree with 100 percent, and i do not think bioshock is guilty of that sin oh I do not, well then i'm good <laughs> that's, that was yeah. my whole point <laughs> i do not think bioshock that is not the reason i don't like the twist in bioshock okay. Okay. it is not the most sinful twist were it i would be even more obnoxious and intolerable than i am presently oh wow <laughs> <laughs> if it if it were that kind if it were if it were the departed kind of twist where it's like the lamp Bang. The, yeah. the lamp is the murder was the murderer all along it was the lamp it was an anthropomorphized <laughs> That's a callback joke. That's, yeah. a, that's a callback joke, kids. Um, if it, <laughs> it was the if lamp. If you haven't seen along, our video on Vore. <laughs> yeah, go check it out. That's a callback joke. Anyway, um, I don't think. Yeah, it's it, it's not the first degree uh, offense. Yes, that's that's the only sin for me because after that, like, if I was able to follow the plot thread, like, even if I didn't, if I if I was able to, or if I see all the groundwork being laid. And and I could go back and see, oh, this is where you kept saying, would you kindly? And and so, that updated oh, my, yeah. my quest I, this markers. Is, this is shit. super nice, though, because I think this this actually gets perfectly, in my opinion, to to our difference of opinion, because I agree with you in that regard. OK, go for um, it. I do think the game Bioshock, I do think it properly does lay the groundwork if we're looking at just the mystery aspect Okay. I think it 100% earns that by laying all of the proper clues. Yes. They are potentially there. You would be able to potentially solve it prior to it happening if you were particularly a sleuth. 
I I do think it does all of that. And 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 but I think this is where my total lack of interest in that in and of itself in uh, differentiates the in you the and game. I. The whole, yes, the game, the twist, yeah, all of it. We're talking about the, the back and forth between the author and the the reader. Yeah, I'm talking about, okay. and I think this is why I don't like horror and thriller and mystery in general as much as you do. I okay. do not give a fuck about the game, quote unquote. The game is the game of mystery in this sense. Yes. I yes. literally don't care. I think it is worthless and irrelevant, personally. For personally, it, not in the broader scale. No, no, no and, and yeah. that's okay. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I think, I'm still no, no, read. I know, but I'm, but I'm making, yeah, yeah, but I'm making sure I'm yeah. making that clear because to me, it is only useful as a tool to drive the narrative. And I don't think Bioshock succeeds there. I think the narrative falls on its face. I think the mystery doesn't support it because the mystery that reveals what the whole narrative has been this whole time, it reveals what? That you're a created thing and you never knew it and this guy was manipulating. Okay, cool, great. What 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 is that story? That story I was never a person. I didn't have ideals. I was a you know, I didn't feel like I was doing things or making other than other than the little girls, the little girls were good. They were the only choice I was making that made me feel like I could have. Yeah. I yeah. don't feel like the rest of the game's story supported that at all. I, I did not feel attached to the characters, and therefore I had no emotional reaction when that mystery was quote-unquote revealed, solved, sure, whatever. Yeah, when the, the, that's the eureka moment you're supposed to have yeah. before the detective and, reveals and, it. And I think that... That is a, a very key distinction to understand why we have a different opinion on the game. It's not because okay. I think it failed to set up the mystery or that it was it, it wasn't M Night Shyamalan signs, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It was it was M Night Shyamalan Unbreakable without the good story. Okay. It did set up from a technical standpoint. It played by the rules correctly. The rules of engagement. The mystery. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think um, the story was shit, though, and the story didn't. The story around the mystery was not anything to write home about. That was any good that that I could that I attached to, and therefore there was no. If it therefore that entire mechanical correctness that it sure, did was sure. irrelevant. In it my didn't opinion. matter. Okay. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I I kind of like the story, <laughs> so I I guess that's the whole crux of it. Like if if you didn't like it, I can't make you. I, mean, and, I didn't like and, look at it and be like, "This is shit." The entire sure, time, sure, but sure, I was but not. Like, invested in it love it then yeah exactly i wasn't what are you gonna do yeah yeah so so and and so for me um and this will be hard because you haven't played all these games but i think the reason i got more yeah the reason i got more invested in half-life certainly a chunk of it is the same deal with bioshock in terms in terms of just being an older game that i played at a different time there is a degree of that that i'll never be able to know or experience with bioshock i think i was very fair judging it based on that though i really i would say so in general I, i think it aged super well to be honest with you yeah um, so there is an element of that with Half-Life, but also, um, yeah, for me, Half-Life, even though you are an even more irrelevant silent protagonist, I think because you are even more irrelevant, because it doesn't try to lay the mystery of it as much on you, it offloads the mystery to other characters. And the mystery entirely is just sort of what is going on and how do I understand it as this player who doesn't know anything because that's the same for the most part as this character, which is very similar to Bioshock. I'm I was going to say it's, it's the exact same. It, Cause like you, you didn't feel that same draw between Tenenbaum and Su Chang and uh, no, not at all, but that's my point. And that's, that's why I think it has to do with the story. It's the writing, it's okay. the narrative. It's not the mechanics of how it's not the structure 
it's not the the technicalities. It's it was structurally just, sound. It was technically fine to you. Yeah. You just didn't like the story. I think if anything, I would almost say it's a near... I think if I'm only judging it on the, tec- the technical execution, yeah. if I'm not thinking about the narrative at all, that game gets very high marks for me. Okay. Like high B's, low A's across the board. And then That's the narrative and the narrative is like generic nothing. But but I I, I weigh any yeah. game that's based on story. I weigh the narrative way more than almost anything because the, what it's a fucking story. That's the whole point. Like, we're not well, talking yeah, about Street Fighter. I feel the same way. We're not talking yeah. about Street Fighter. We're not talking with, about which fucking, has a shit story. We're not talking about Quake. <laughs> we're not talking about Quake. Right? Like yeah. those are games I play for the gameplay, the competition. Yes. yes. I'm you know I'm I'm not talking about that though. And this is like every the story is everything in my opinion with these games. So I weigh that more heavily than I do all those things. Okay. Um, so with Half-Life, I think the story is, I'm, I'm eventually going to make this point about Half-Life 2 so we can move on. The story is, it, it's almost an identical kind of story. Um, Half-Life, I really think, just ends up doing better because it doesn't try to pull one over your eyes as much. It's more honest. It doesn't, and I think that's something that Bioshock, I think they just did to to try to differentiate themselves, which is also probably why for me it feels more personally hollow because it is such a similar game to Half-Life. It is doing the same things that to me, all of these little twists and turns and, oh, what's this going to be? Who knows? Oh, that little elbowy mystery. It's like literally to me, I just saw it the entire time I was playing. I was like, you're, you're only doing this to try to distract from the fact that you are basically just Half-Life in the, <laughs> in the 20s underwater. I, I, and I, I think would... you don't know that. No, I think you can't know that because you never played it. I really do. I really think that's like a big thing that you might be missing out on in your okay. praise of it. And and again, maybe it's just my my ignorance coloring my judgment here, but I'm convinced that Kim Levine had an argument with some insufferable libertarian and then wrote Bioshock. I don't oh. think he was anything about. I, I don't think that it's a thin veneer that he pulled over to disguise Half Life. Oh, dress he, it up as he might else. no, he, he may was have just that. mad at a libertarian. Well, I disagree <laughs> about that being the, the whole story. I don't necessarily disagree that that's part of it or even a large chunk of it. But absolutely, to, but but if that's if that's a big chunk of where he decided to write the story, the fact that he the, the way he framed it, I mean, that. I don't know how to say it other than to keep repeating it. Like I don't, I don't think you can know how much that game takes from Half Life. It, it okay. is, it is very. I'm, very I'm sure similar. that a lot of it is inspired by. But yes. Without, without playing the game, I, I will not. Know yeah, and it. I'm not like, oh, they just ripped off Half Life. Fuck you for even. I mean, you know, yeah, everybody yeah. does that to a point, and I think for the most part, the game is really soundly done. But I do think a lot of the mystery and the way they try to like pull that over it is, it, it seems to me like a, 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 a very intentional attempt to differentiate a game that otherwise would have been a uh, half-life clone. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so, so, so yeah, so half-life is like, there's aliens. You don't know what's going on. You meet different little characters, kind of like the way you meet the, the piano picture guy that comes down the stairs. That was cool. Yeah. 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 You meet, you meet characters like that um, that do different things at different points in the story. Some of them are friends. Some of them end up betraying you. Some of them, you know, uh, some of them die. Some of them save you. Later, things happen. Um, the progression is very similar. Um, the mystery of Half Life also is is um, 
there isn't as big of a direct mystery in terms of like you're not specifically trying to figure out a certain thing so much as you are just trying to be like, what are these aliens? Why are they here? It's ultimately never solved. And I think I'll give myself. Um, huh. Well, there's two reasons it's not solved. So one is because Half-Life 3 and I'm yeah. sure you know about yeah. that. So who knows? Um, but two is um, I don't know that they ever would have. I don't know. Um, I And I think for me. That almost makes it better, even though I think it would be a very fair argument to be like, well, that makes it worse because they don't attempt to close it. That um, would be my feeling. Sure. Um, but I don't know. I, I think for me, I, I don't mind. Um, I don't mind suspension of disbelief. Um, as an obvious thing that's hanging over my head, as long as I know that's what it is. Nearly as much okay. as I mind suspension of disbelief that later they try to explain to you isn't really suspension of disbelief because blah. That feels like it's that's like breaking a rule of my own where I'm like, all right, either just tell me that that dragons exist and I'll just accept mm -hmm. dragons exist. But if you're going to like go through the trouble to be like, hey, here's all the reasons dragons exist and blah, blah, blah. Like, OK, like that better be good because because I was already just like, all right, this is a story about dragons. Okay, but then to so try you're, and, you're that like, math teacher who who marks off not because they got the the answer wrong, but because when they showed their work, they skipped steps. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah. With regard to story, I think I am. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, that's actually that that is a fair interpretation of of how I am a critical asshole in this instance because because I do not mind things uh, like Kingsman that don't attempt they they don't attempt to do that they just give you a thing yeah. they say here it is and here's how we're going to do it that's what i really appreciated about kingsman I, and i think you I wouldn't agree. tell someone to watch kingsman for any other reason than because it was badass and i don't think kingsman ever set out to be anything except for badass exactly and in that regard it becomes an easier movie to recommend because it knows what it is bioshock tries to be something you it's, know smart uh... and clever and deep and whatever and ultimately, social in my commentary opinion, does not succeed that well on those merits. Therefore, I'm going to knock points off for that. OK, because uh, that's its goal. What is your goal? How well did you achieve it? It's a harder it, goal to hit. It is absolutely you, a harder goal to hit. Did but you it, recognize no. that Bioshock was a commentary on objectives in video games? Uh, shit, I guess not. No. Yeah. OK, so that one might have gone on over your head. But like when uh, when what's his face Atlas is telling you, would you kindly do a thing? Then it updates your objective so that that is the thing that you do. Uh, oh, when, no. Yeah, because you well that. OK, sorry. I, I thought you meant something else. Uh, when when you're you were saying, in the like, beginning, the fact that he's telling you what to do to run around to do things is like the commentary at the end where he's like, I just told you what to do and you just did it. And that's the commentary of the game being like, you just did these things. Did you really have a choice? Did you not really have a choice? Is that in video games specifically? Yeah, uh, as a you made a you made a really clever uh, on accident uh, accusation in the beginning of the game when you said, oh, this Atlas guy is the most tutorial person right. ever. And it's like, yeah, literally, you're right. That was the point. You yeah. nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and and that was but the why thing that is they were that trying like to play appeal on. why is that that appealing though like i don't because they they set up the the only agency that you really have in the game because you, a lot of your agency is taken away when they update the objective markers uh -huh. the only agency that you have in the game is the control over your interactions with the little sisters okay which is the thing that really spoke to you right that because, did yeah 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 but that I, doesn't no but see I, the, why why is that so great to you like what that they Video games have objectives and you don't really have choices. And then we're going to make a game and like that doesn't 
I understand the words that you're saying, and when I hear them, I don't go, "Oh man, that's so good." I just kind of go, it's oh, "Whatever." A social I don't commentary care. on video games. Yeah, that's, I think that's what they set out to do, and I think they effectively did that. See, I think you just enjoyed very. that, whatever that kind of thing is, a lot more than I do. That meta, I don't know, thinking about things. I like thinking about things, so that's what's. Hard I know to you me. do. I don't, yeah, I don't. I, I, that doesn't. That doesn't. Speak I would be to me interested some... to see where the distinction is. Yeah, it's hard. That that's definitely a hard one to suss out in terms of words precisely. And I yes. don't know that I want to finish my list because I'm curious about things. So we, we'll, we'll table that. We'll table that <laughs> okay. for a moment. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Uh, okay. So crisis is a game that I really like, um, that you've heard of. Yes. Yes. Um, I've seen the cover for crisis two. So cri- uh, yeah, crisis two is mm, whatever. Um, pretty much everything after the first one, there's, there's crisis and crisis warhead. I think is one of their, it was like, there was like two, and then there was like a expansion offshoot of two. I think that was Warhead. Okay. At any rate, the offshoot was good, and the base game was not as good, in my opinion. But Crisis 1 is basically, okay, the first 60% of Crisis 1 is amazing, fantastic, one of the neatest things that's ever been achieved in terms of technical anything, like that the game engine, the graphics, the okay. the, the, uh, the open world, it is on a scale that, was not comprehensible part of that time and literally at least 10 years ahead of its time in terms of what you could do in that game. There are still games that do not look as good now as, as crisis, crisis did. Okay. Um, it, it's insane. Um, the story was kind of cool. You knew things were happening in the jungle and you were a super soldier. Um, it wasn't like an amazing story. Um, but anyway, to, to be, to give my fair overview, about 70% through the game, maybe 60-70%, it ends up being like, well, there's fucking crazy aliens, which you kind of suspected, but here they are. Like, now they're here. Like, they were a mystery before, now they're here. And then once okay. the aliens exist, you start fighting them, and the entire gameplay dynamic changes, and in my opinion, the game just goes to dog shit. So I have to be oh. like, I have to, yeah, it just goes to shit. I, I hate, think the end of that game is terrible. Um, it, it, it puts you, it, it just very much turns the table of the way that the combat works. And also the way the game design, the game becomes, it funnels into this linear thing. Um, so anyway, getting all the negatives out of the way, um, I think I would give Bioshock overall, I guess, um, probably a little better um, score just because Crisis is so bad at the end. It's almost like okay. a different game, though. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about like the things that are, you know, the good game of Crisis, um, I think it's one that I would be curious to see. Um, you'd probably hate it because it's too open-ended. So I don't know if I'd yes. say I'd be curious to see you play it because they're, you're literally on like a giant island. No, that sounds awful. There's no like, yeah. And you can like just go wherever the fuck you want. No. A- <laughs> <laughs> so Crisis is an amazing PC shooter. I just, I wanted to bring that one up though. So if you ever, if you ever uh, feel like playing old games that are cheap on Jin's laptop or if you get a new computer um, and want to experience PC shooters, that's another one. Um, okay. That's just a quick little footnote. Um, more substantial footnote is the Max Payne series. I can't fucking believe you haven't played those games. Um, can't you? No, I can't. They they were they were on console. They weren't pushed as hard on console. But I'm pretty I remember sure... the Max Payne two release for PS two. I'm pretty I sure all of them have been on console. Um, okay, so Max Payne one is um, not relevant in terms of story, which is the main thing we're going to compare to. But I will quickly just talk about it because it is uh, well, it's a shitty, generic, dark, gritty noir story. 
Um, okay. I love those though. I love those. I assume in the way you love all the things I just shit on you for that. I don't yes. love as much. I love me some fucking, uh, I'm fucking, I'm grizzled and my life is pain and a fucking woman scorned me, but I still oh, wow. love her and I'm really drunk. Literal pain. Um, uh, you know, that's like basically my entire life. Uh, so I relate to all those characters. <laughs> Little did I know you were Max Payne. I, I am Max Payne. Yes. In real life. So, so I, I with little part Max Payne part, uh, big daddy. Yeah. 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 So, wander around sadly making whale noise. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, so basically, um, oh, I thought they were going to like turn me into a big daddy full time and that didn't happen and I was kind of surprised. Uh, play Bioshock 2. That's a, a real twist, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say twist, but it is the game. Oh, it's just the game. I had no idea. Okay, yeah. interesting. Play Bioshock 2. It's got Tenenbaum too. You love okay. her. I did like her. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, Max Payne one's whatever. The reason it was popular um, is that it is the first game. Uh, do you know about the bullet time? Yes, I've yeah. seen The Matrix. So, right, nothing had ever done that in a video game ever. Max Payne did it real well. Um, I mean, it's a gimmick, but it was a real fucking good gimmick. No game had ever been like that. It completely changed the way that you play it. And it's also um, a third-person shooter, technically. I don't know if you know that. Um, I thought uh, it was. The yeah, whole time. It's, it's actually a third-person shooter. Um, but, you know, it's similar enough that whatever. Um, third-person shooters typically at that time, I think, were a little more... Um, adventure style i guess your action platformer yeah uh, this was basically just a shooter i think the only reason it's third person and the reason i kind of included in this the only reason it was ever third person is just because for the bullet time effect that made yeah you need the john woo it made the most sense yeah yeah um so that's really all that is um so anyway cool game but you know and it it has some i think it's worth playing if you want to just go through the whole rung of it there is some cool stuff in it still but, you know, it doesn't age super well. Um, you can also beat it really quickly, though, so it's kind of whatever. The Is that second, the same people who made uh, Alan Wake? Do you know that? Yes, but okay. uh, there's something weird about it because the, the guy that voices Max Payne has a voice in Alan Wake. It's an Easter egg. I never played Alan Wake. Um, it's something like it's like part of that studio or something. It's like the studio got yeah, reformed. And, but it is, right. But it is like some of them, yeah. Anyway. Because it's Rockstar, isn't it? Go ahead. Well, it's... Uh, it, not no, it was um, Rockstar was the publisher of the original Max Payne. But not the, developer. The, the developer was gotcha. Someone I can't remember their name. They eventually died, I think, after Max Payne two. Um, ah, and so but Max we all Payne know there are three. Yes, yes. We, okay, we'll get to that in a minute. So Max Payne two, for the most part, if I'm talking about actually what I would recommend people to play, I would never really suggest anyone play Max Payne one. It, it just doesn't age well enough. And honestly, for the most part, Max Payne two is like almost the exact same story. It's basically like, ah, there's still that, like, basically, okay, the, the gist of Max Payne, this is not really a spoiler, is like, you're uh, you're a cop in New York, there are shitty gangs everywhere, there is a blizzard, it's very cold out, everything's very winter, or maybe it's Chicago. It's some sh- windy, windy, snowy city. It's Chicago <laughs> or New York. City. It's Chicago or New York, I forget. Or some city too, that's yeah. similar, I don't know. But anyway, you're in this, this you know, the, the, the metropolitan area, it's very snowy. There's kind of an inside outside, mostly inside, but like sometimes you go outside and you're like, oh, it's a blizzard, it's crazy. But the, the gist of it is like you're a cop, uh, horrible, bad, bad drug man, drug lord, <laughs> kingpin person, uh, kills your wife and your baby immediately. Yes. You're and then you fast forward to, you know, however long later, you're this drunk guy. You don't give a piece of shit. You don't give a shit about anybody. Everybody's a piece of shit. You're gonna fucking you're just killing bad guys. You're like, ah, I'm fucking taking pills, I'm drinking. Like you're basically like 
substance like abusing you. the entire yep, yeah. just like me, just like me. Uh substance abusing the entire game. And there's there's this other chick named Mona who you kind of have like a weird thing with because your wife's dead. She kind of reminds you of your wife, but she's also she also kind of treats you like shit and maybe and maybe has tried to kill you or something. And you're like, what the fuck? That's like that's like a twisty thing. Um ah, in, in the okay. first in the first one. So then, but the second one, the second one comes out. You're like, ah, Mona, you fucking, uh, you try to kill me, but I don't even care. You're so fucking hot. I'm so fucking Max Payne. Uh, I still love you, even though I hate you. I'm gonna kill you, but also I'm gonna fuck you. Uh, God, okay, I just, I love God. I love this shit. So, <laughs> so I love, I love Max Payne so much. So it's a, so Max Payne two is basically the same story, but they're like Max Payne is still, he's still Max Payne, and 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 Mona is. I think she she dies. "Quote unquote." Oh in the, no! In the, in oh the fir- no! The air yeah, quotes in in the first game, and then okay. you find out she somehow isn't dead in the second game. So that's part of the mystery. So I'll you know it's a setup for the second one, so you don't need to play the first one. He's like, okay. oh, "I'm so sad," but also she tried to kill me or something. What the fuck? Ugh. And um, and then and then, but there's also a uh, the element you might like of it is that there is like a a, a mystery corruption underlying story to it. So you're trying okay. to find out about Max Payne's inner demons, which there are like dream sequence things that you go through that are really cool where you literally confront like your own like you confront like the alcoholism or you confront like the womanizing or you confront like your violence or whatever the fuck and that sounds uh, exciting oh it's really neat like there's scenes where it's like you like you're the one killing your family even though that didn't happen because you're so like because you do feel responsible responsible for, for the yeah, death yeah oh yeah okay. there's like really good like max Payne's really good in that regard there's you know so there's a lot of stuff like that that's super good so there's all of that as the character um, because he's not a silent protagonist. He is Max Payne. Um, that's really awesome. Uh, but then there's also like, who is the big bad? Is it is it this drug kingpin? Is it really these city officials? Is it is it Mona? Is it is it fucking who is it? Right? Like who 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 is it? Uh, and so you got to go through that whole thing and um, basically that mystery element of it, I think might appeal to you. Um, that sounds appealing. Uh, yeah. You More might, than the shooting of people. Yeah, yeah. You might enjoy that quite a bit. There is a lot of egregious shooting in Max Payne, but it's a lot more. I think it's more fun than the Bioshock or the half-life combat. Um, okay. Half, half-life Bioshock combat, is reasonably fun. Well, it is. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, so Bioshock and half-life have very similar combat systems where they encourage you to be clever a lot you shoot a thing and um you got to find a thing in the room that maybe there's like there's an explosive thing in the room you know that's like a pretty standard shooter fare but a little bit more so because of the extra systems in bioshock and half-life like you've got the gravity gun in half-life or the different kind of alien weapons you get in bioshock mm-hmm. you get the little power-ups they kind of change the way the environment works max Payne is a lot more blunt instrument but in that regard in my opinion the combat also feels less burdensome often because you go into a okay. room, you're like, I'm fucking Max Payne. Fuck you. If and I get shot, if I get shot, I'm down in these painkillers. Literally, the health refills in that game are painkillers. You just pain take killers, drugs. Okay. You just take yeah. drugs. Um, like so you're, like, you're like, I'm just taking drugs. Well, but he's addicted to them. Is the is the right? Oh, so you're just uh, you're just ah fucking painkillers. And you're you know you're slowing down time. You're killing shit. And so whereas in I feel like um, Bioshock threw as much combat at you as like say Max Payne does, but has the system of Half Life where you're you're feeling more, um, I think it gets more stressful on your brain because you're like, I'm really, I just did this whole room. I figured out the trick to that room. I don't want to go through this new room and discover this new puzzle of how to kill these bad guys. 
yet. Mm-hmm. Give me like a minute. Whereas Max Payne's like, oh, another room? <laughs> like, you just fucking, you know, we'll, we'll march on forward and then get to this, this this plot point or whatever. You're not solving things so much as you are shooting things. Yeah, generally speaking. And then it'll yeah. kind of slow down. And when you need to solve something, it, it presents that. Um, there are okay. areas where it present it presents. It, I guess what I'm getting to is that there's a very clear distinction. Like now you're in the fucking have fun, murder everybody mode. Now you're kind of going more, you know, to this other point. Um, so what this is building up towards that is interesting about this series in particular is that Max Payne three, despite being made by a different company, uh, being actually made by Rockstar, might actually be the best one. The best or the most Max Payne? Would you say that those are the same thing? Uh, oh, the best like of all these games? No, okay, me? so one of one of the three Max Paynes is the best in terms of quality, and one of them is the most indicative of what it means to be playing a Max Payne game. That's are Max Payne. Both? That's Max Payne 2. Um, okay, okay. But, but 3 is damn close to being indicative. I mean, it's really good. It is definitely okay. still that game. Um, 2 is definitely the one, though, if that's what you... Yeah, 2 is the most. It is the, okay, yeah. it is the Max Payne experience. Um, I have that same argument with people about Final Fantasy games where like six is undeniably the best game, but 10 is like my favorite. Yeah. Like six is the most Final Fantasy. 10 is the I best. Mean, for me, honestly, Max Payne one is even more so that, but that you can't, oh, wow. I cannot recommend <laughs> that to anyone really. Like, I mean, unless you just want to fuck with it, but like there is no sure. world where I would recommend someone who I'm recommending to play Max Payne in general and think thinking they would play two and three. To start them with one. I would never. It's just there's no there's no reason. Sure. It's like the first season of Buffy. And I know you disagree with me, but it's it's like there is no there's no reason. Don't you disagree with me? Oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I thought you were like, it's like the first season of Buffy. Obviously, you have to watch it. Exactly. No, it's like the first <laughs> season of Buffy. You don't need to watch it. It's a complete waste of time. Uh, <laughs> you can literally just skip to the That's second. Just so wrong. You can watch you can watch like you can watch like three episodes of the first season of Buffy and get everything there you need to know. There are three episodes that are the most important episodes in the first season, but they're all good. Sure, that's what, but that's how I feel. Okay, another of my favorite shows of all time is Star Trek The Next Generation, and there are about maybe five episodes in the first two seasons that you should watch at most. <laughs> and other than that, you should just skip to season three because the show is just, it just does not have its legs in the early seasons, unless you like the show. And that's where I think you are unable to separate because you do yeah. like it. And so you do like the first season, but I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking about teaching babies how to throw Hadouken Lex. I'm not teaching them how to do FADC ultra. I can't, I can't help them. I know you I can't, can't help I them. I know you can't. You're just like, I was doing FADC ultra on the first day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you're right. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about babies. <laughs> so Max Payne three, amazing music, really solid story. Um, it's different because he's a different Max Payne. He's older. They get away from the direct blunt I am grizzled cold cop killing everyone thing and go more towards I am even older, still very grizzled, but much more of just an alcoholic that that has like he's much more um didn't quite kill that demon, I guess. It kind of got the best of him. Max Payne oh. three is like the story of like how he did ultimately get like, yeah, he did. He didn't deal with his demon. He went to shit. And then he ends up in a scenario where basically there's just no one else around. And he's like, I don't give a fuck about any of this. But also, I'm not a big enough piece of shit to, like, let all the shitty stuff happen. And I don't value my own life at all over anyone else's because I hate myself and I want to drink myself to death and die anyway. <laughs> so, so might as well go bullet yes, time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, three is real good. 
Max Payne 3 is like, I played that game twice the whole way through. That's probably one of my favorite single player games of all time. Um, okay. I really like Max Payne 3. And I do think you could easily jump into Max Payne 3 without having played any other ones. If you want to play probably the best one, it would be kind of a shame that you wouldn't have the, the foundation from the foundation, two. but it's not nearly as much of a foundational issue as like when I talk about pillars of eternity, or other highly, highly story sure, games. where you have to do it. You yeah. basically just need to know that Max Payne went through some fucking shit. He lost his family. He fucking got betrayed by everyone he loved and he hates himself and he's an alcoholic. And that's basically all you need to know to start Max Payne three. And you kind of know that. And there are some cool flashbacks where they, you basically play Max Payne two in Max Payne three. And those oh, are really weird. fun. Yeah, those are really fun. They're like, we're going to go back in time and show you this. So anyway, I think if I'm picking my Bioshock, it's probably Max Payne two and three. Okay. That's probably yeah. my, my shooter single player story game. I can, I can give one of those a shot. Uh, I can try Max Payne two. Absolutely no rush. But I am, I am curious if you ever feel like trying it. That would, I think that would be the one as we go through all these, I'm almost done by the way. Um, but as we go through sure. these, that would be the one I think that I would be most curious of your thoughts on. Um, okay. Because I think you might actually end up, and it'll be another interesting thing to talk about, you might end up being in a similar scenario to me where you're like, I really like Max Payne, but I don't know. I don't really care that much that he hates women <laughs> because they broke his heart and he wants to kill himself. Like, <laughs> like if I just not yeah, speak to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, okay. you know, I think that could be speak an interesting... to somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a conversation that the game is having with someone who isn't me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that could be interesting. Uh, okay, so real quick, I think the Borderlands games are super good. I would rate the Borderlands games as single-player shooters which they technically are even though they're looter shooters i know it's different i would actually rate them above bioshock to be honest with you even though they're funny um i think especially borderlands 2 and some of the borderlands 2 dlc i think i would i would say is better narratively um than bioshock is um i uh i really didn't like borderlands 1 and i played borderlands 2 and i couldn't get through like we stopped playing before we got through the dlc oh that's sad did you beat the main yeah. game at least i don't think we did that's really sad. The story's really good in that. Um, you might not mechanically like looter shooters as much. I think disliking one is pretty fair because um, one is the kind of game that if you don't like the genre of like RPG no. style games like that, you know, I, in general, I like RPG style games. Uh, if you don't, don't like, like that shooters. and shooters, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you don't like okay. both of those, there's just no reason you're going to like it. It, it, it. It's a very fun, goofy game. It, it's it, it's it's neat. Uh, I don't know why anyone would ever play Borderlands 1 if they'd okay. never played it. If they didn't play it when it was new, I don't know why they would ever play it. When it was new, I think great. I played it around when it was new. Yeah, if it was new, great. It was a new, different thing. But like at this point, if you hadn't messed with them, there's literally zero reason that anyone would play Borderlands 1. You sure. would always just be like, play Borderlands 2. Um, okay. Yeah, the main story is really good in Borderlands 2. A couple of the DLCs are really fun. Some of them are just fun. They're not so story-driven. Um, but I think even considering that it doesn't fit the main story... Um, I think I've told you about this before. There's a DLC for Borderlands 2 called Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep. It is yes. literally yes. dungeons and dragons Indeed. with submachine guns. Um, it has nothing to do with the main story, but the story in and of itself, which is not, I mean, it's, I guess it's not a great story. It's literally just like there's a there's a dragon at the top of the, the castle. You got to kill it. But there's, I don't know. That's there's, compelling. There's, there's character. <laughs> well, there's characters. I guess yeah. what I'm getting at, it's not like a... Uh, oh, okay, so it's not a plot-motivated thing, but a, yeah. a character-motivated? Yeah, there's, there's characters Whereas that you Bioshock need. Whereas Bioshock was, like, like setting-motivated? Yeah, I think, I think Tiny Tina is also setting-motivated, too, though, to be honest with you. Okay. And I think, okay. I think it does better with the atmosphere. But it's also hard to compare comedy to drama, which... Yes. So, so you know, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. Apples and oranges, apples and oranges. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, but I do think it executes <laughs> it really well. 
Um, so those are good ones. Um, okay, two more. So I'll say Fear first because this is probably the weakest one, but I think it's important to mention. I'm guessing you never played Fear, right? You said I have not played Fear. No. You might like that based on how much you like horror. It is literally a yes. horror game. Yes. Um, it's a shooter, but it's horror. I would I would play Fear. You get to be a badass in Fear, yeah. which is pretty cool because you get to do Fear is one of the first shooting games that had significant um like movement options. You could like run and slide and shoot and kick. That's and stuff. interesting to me as a Marvel player. Yeah, um, and I think it did a really good job of it. I don't know if I could speak to how it aged because I haven't replayed it in years. Um, plots, whatever. There's a creepy ghost lady. You're a super soldier. There's creepy ghosts. Doesn't matter. Um, but I, I think um, Fear is up there for games that you should play while we're going over lists of games that you can compare things to. And then I think the other strong one is Mirror's Edge. And I am sad that you don't want to play it because you'll barf, apparently? Yeah, okay. So I, I do have it on PS3. Um, so I can you play have Mirror's it. Edge or Mirror's Edge the remake? Mirror's Edge, the original. Cool. I think Are you talking about the remake? I, I'm talking about both. I think they're both really good. I think the original is better um, than the remake. Okay. But I think they're well, both really the good. Well, it is the original. Well, I'll just, give it a... Sh- the remake okay. basically just changes points of the story for no reason and then makes the game more streamlined. But the gameplay is so good. And the in the first one, I, I, I don't really... I, I don't feel like it needed it. I, I think they're both very fun. But okay. um, yeah, I, I think the first one's better. I, I really like the the concept of the story and the general that you're running and ev- other people have guns, but it's a shooter where you're not shooting people. And you can, but you're not allowed to keep the guns, which is what's yes. really neat. So you shoot them, and then once they're out of ammo, that's it. There's no reloading. So you yeah. can, like, shoot and kick. and Yeah, and you're generally encouraged to run and move more than you are just kill yeah. people. That's all really exciting to me. I just, I'm terrified I'm going to throw up. Have you tried it? Because I can't imagine you could play Bioshock and... It's Bioshock is fine. Uh, Portal is hard. Portal th- and Portal 2. I think Portal is A, obviously closer to Mirror's Edge than Bioshock. Yes. B, I actually think Portal is probably worse. Um, okay. Uh, in, with regard to motion sickness. I, Does I she don't, have a uh, head bob when she runs? Uh, She has some if memory serves, but to, and I don't have that much motion sickness, so maybe I'm a bad person to interpret, but I know when I play Portal... When you get going quick through the portals, you got to shoot something. It's a lot more disorienting yes. than when you're just running and jumping in Mirror's Edge, in my opinion. Mirror's Edge is a much more clear, like, I mean, it does get crazy, obviously. It's crazy yeah, movement, yeah. but it's not, I, I don't, I think Portal's more disorienting, but I don't know. I, I, I'd i be curious to see. I'll know, give it a shot. Yeah, yeah, it's a low barrier for me to try. I just don't know if I'll physically be able to play all of it. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I, but I think the narrative is pretty good in Mirror's Edge. Um, I don't want to spoil too much, but I'll say that there are plot points. The overall arc is very similar. It's like you are the runner. The evil government exists and lives in this crazy super city where they try to suppress all things. It's, you know, crazy um, sort of super capitalist, but also super communist, you know, both ends of the bad society where it's like, Capitalist, capitalist capitalism, but also overbearing, like everyone has to follow these rules shit at the same time. Um, Both both ends of the bad spectrum, you know, I guess more capitalist than probably the other, but they're both there. Um, Bad government, bad government stuff. And you don't know, you know, who's definitely there or whatever. Um, But basically, there's like a character in the first game that is your sister. Um, I forget her name. I think it's Kate. Um and it's not relevant. I just thought of that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> she, they remove her from the second game entirely as a character. And that annoys like she me. Exist. Yeah, it annoys me because in the first game, you have her as a character where like she's a cop. 
So she's like kind of like an interesting view where like you don't always see eye to eye with her, but you do like trust her. And you're okay. both on like different ends of trying to fix this broken city. Right? Sure. It, um and that has like an interesting there's still like like the, the sister family dynamic, and that just isn't present in the second one, which sucks. Um but that's a cool story point. Um there's stuff about like your family and you find out there's some like little mystery there. Um I think some of the twisty stuff is a little better. It's not as big of a twist as it is in Bioshock, but it has twist elements, mm-hmm. um, if memory serves. Um, not the strongest story game I've ever played, but a very unique experience that I think executes what it is very well. So okay. um, I guess summarizing this whole list, now that we finally made it to the end, I think I would say, if I'm picking games that I think I would recommend to people, they would be Max Payne 2 or 3, Mirror's Edge 1. I think I would recommend Half-Life 2 as a practice less so just because it is a little bit, a little bit older, but, but also it, I think it holds up well enough to be played, especially the, um, there's two DLCs for half-life two, um, especially the second one, which, uh, which is the last entry to the series. Okay. Um, uh, before half-life Alex, half-life two episode. Well, okay. Um, (laughs) half-life two episode two is like the last entry that especially does hold up. I think pretty well. Um, I would be surprised if you, well, I don't know. I think, shit, I'm going to say that too. So I don't know. I think you should play all of those games at some point in your life is what I guess what okay. I'm looking at. If, yeah, or at least dip a toe in and see. Because I think, I think I'd be curious to see how you compared and we could come back to this podcast and then sure, you could yell at sure. me about all the things I, would love I to. Said. I would love to yell at you for 90 minutes or whatever and just scream. Uh, I was so sick and it wasn't just vertigo. You made me, <laughs> you made me unwell mentally. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, anyway, that all took much longer than I expected, as it always does. But that's the end of my list. And okay. we're at an hour and 15. Do we want to summarize any butts or do you have any summarizing thoughts? Oh, OK. So before we touch butts, let, let me uh, let me just say real quick. Bioshock, I'm so glad that you played it, even if yeah. you didn't love it. Um, but play Final it. Fantasy X. That's my that's my recommendation. Ten is the one you always you. want me to play that has uh, that hates Jesus. That's right. the one, yeah. If you've got an atheist bone in your body, and I think you might, you you will a probably enjoy the game. Yep. Yeah, a raging um, atheist a boner, raging boner, perhaps. Yeah, uh, it. I I think you would like everything except for the fact that it's not a Western style RPG where you get to make all the calls. It, it you're going to be following a story. Like there's a there's a part where it branches out and you get some more options, but like mostly you're you're doing the story. And it, yeah. but the the fortunate thing is, I think that this particular story will appeal to you, whereas Bioshock did not. Yeah, as much. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's a good point. So, so that is my recommendation to you. I'll I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll try and play through your games uh, that that you have. I'll I've got Mirror's Edge, Max Payne two. I assume I can find on like. Whatever. Yeah, two or uh, three would be good. Um, I mean, yeah, don't like this isn't like don't do homework, so to speak. But yeah, oh no, yeah, on yeah, your COVID I, list for sure. Yes, I, yeah. I mean it's COVID outside, yeah. so like I, I, I've got to get through Resident Evil Three, Final Fantasy Seven remake, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna delineate. I want you to play. Yeah. I want you to play Mirror's Edge, but I th- I think if you really want to do the comparison and and you want to be fair to a game that I like, and I would like fair, to be fair to you. It, well, that's fair to you. Because oh, okay. if you play Mirror's Edge, I get to I get to counter, right? I get to FADC backdash the argument and be yeah. like, I do really like Mirror's Edge, but it's not the strongest narrative game. It's a combination oh, of the narrative, okay. which the narrative is good, but it's not. Whereas I just, oh, man, I don't play, know. Play Max Payne? Yeah, you should play Max. You should, 
Should you play two or three? I would think two since you're fighting your literal demons. That sounds exciting to me. I think you're right. I just, the problem is I haven't replayed. I played Max Payne 3 when it came out new, which is I think like 2014 or some shit. Um, And I replayed it like two years later or a year later. So I've replayed it within the last like five or so years or something. Well, not even that now, shit. Maybe, no, it's probably, it's probably newer than that. I don't recall. Anyway, I've replayed it somewhat recently. I have not played, I think I've played Max Payne 2 probably like three times. And I have not replayed it in, I don't even know how long. So I'm, I'm a little curious about whether it does or doesn't hold up as well as I remember it, that it does. If you're worried about the I, test I, of time. <laughs> I know three holds up is what I'm getting okay. at. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I like, I, I'm missing that wealth of experience. So if it doesn't hold up, I wouldn't know any better. Interesting. Yeah. Are we going with Max Payne 2? Is that where we're starting? Yeah. I, I can you know do what? that. That's probably yeah. fair, too, because I can still look at potentially, you know, there's like there is Bioshock 2 and I already played Infinite. 2 is yeah. probably the yeah. fairest analog. Okay. That'll be the okay. one. Whenever you want to do things. I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll put that on my uh, uh, assignment notebook. The COVID will, list? Yeah, the COVID list. All right. Uh, but yeah, butts. <laughs> No well, butts recently. Up, well, okay. Here's the butt update. It, I thought it was gonna uh, be a good. I thought it was gonna be a good butts update after the last. Oh no! Is it a bad butt update? No, it's a non butt update, which is, I guess, effectively butts, bad. Yeah, no butts is bad butts. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, this chick is building a house, and she seems really busy. She's like, like by hand. Well, she bought it, and she's like, she's like renovating the entire house. She's like demoing it and all this shit. So I messaged okay. her. Whenever it was on Tinder, and last time we talked about this, she like sent me her her phone number, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" Because I'm like super into this chick based on her profile and everything so far. Sure. But the problem is, she's been a pain in the ass to catch because I presume, well, maybe that's just how she is, or presumably it's just that she's busy with the house. So she messages me randomly. This is catch up from last last talk. Still, she's like, "Hey, here's my number. I'm not on fucking Tinder ever." And I'm like, "Oh shit! I didn't expect that to be a thing. I guess she was just busy. Awesome." So then we chatted a bunch that day. We chatted a bit the next day, and I think the day after that, and that would put us to Wednesday? What's today? Friday? Today is Friday. We had said, after we chatted a bunch, I think it was on Monday or Sunday, um, we had said, like, we were definitely going to do a video date. Yeah, I remember that. You told me that on Twitter. And she was like, oh, yeah, let's definitely do that. And I was like, cool, what days are good for you? And she was like, well, I'm doing the demo of the house, so let me get back to you because my next couple days are going to be crazy. And I was like, that's very reasonable. Fine. Like, let me know. So then I messaged her after she said that like a day or two in and we talked a bit and I didn't want to like push the issue because that's annoying. I hate clingy fucking needy people. Um, But then like she messaged me at the end of that sequence. Like we had talked at the beginning of the day and then I was like, okay, have fun working on your house or whatever. She was like, oh God, I'm so busy. I'm going to go crash. Like this was like after several hours, she just sends me this message. She's like, I'm so like dead. I'll talk to you in three days. And I was like, oh, Jesus, I guess she has some wow, like, crazy Odin sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I assume she's going back to do house renovation shit, right? I assume that she's going to sleep for 72 so that, hours. <laughs> well, it could be that too. So I'm like, all right, I guess she means like in three days, she'll check in on me and we'll schedule a time to do this video chat. And I don't know. I checked like she followed me on Instagram. I followed her on Instagram. Uh, well, her house feed. I haven't followed her personal feed yet because <laughs> I don't want to, again, be like a weird stalker. But like, I don't know. I messaged her once or twice after that. She had some responses. I was like, I'll let you get back to the house thing. She's like, yeah, lol. And I don't know. Now I'm in the yeah, worst limbo of all time yeah. where it's like, you're you in the vortex. Well, you don't. Yeah. You don't want to be the dude that doesn't ask. But I'm like, I already asked you out. Right. 
I already said, yeah. like I said, this is me asking you out. COVID's weird. I would normally have already asked you out, but COVID's weird. Let's do a video chat, I guess. And she's like, yes, definitely. I'm like, cool. What times are, you, are good for you? I checked the times and now I'm just like waiting for the times. And it's like, is she just busy? Is she not interested? Am I overanalyzing everything and worrying for no reason? I don't know. This is a, a Nakuma uh, Vortex. Yeah. You, you don't know if you can uh, DP on wake up and you're trying to figure out if you should block high or low. Or yeah. Yeah. And it's like, do yeah. I do I send another message? It's been I think it's been two days. I think I messaged her on Wednesday last Wednesday night. I forget. And it's like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to blow it. But I also hate getting fucking jacked around. And yeah. it's like and it's like or maybe maybe she is just busy and I'm full shit and everything's fine. And and we'll just talk in a couple of days and that'll be the next butt update. It's like we just we talked and that went away. I don't know. That's the worst part. Don't don't ever be <laughs> single. Knowing. Don't ever be Never single. Never be single. Kids. I'll see what I can do. I'll yeah, dealing do. with the dance is is horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So anyway, find, find yeah. yourself a monogamous life partner. That's uh, the the moral of today's episode. Or a polygamous Street Fighter Two cabinet with eight sticks on it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Or a bear. <laughs> a hot bear like blue. Like blue. <laughs> All right, I think we're done. We're done? Yeah, I All think right. we're good for today. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. I have been Metal Music Man. And I have been Professor Lex. And we will see you later. Goodbye, everybody. 